When the Mets do things, when there's big baseball news, especially what's on the transaction side, we have a very simple rule here. We put up the bat signal, but the bat signal is an image of Steve Phillips, and we are lucky enough to get him on the show today, former Mets GM, baseball insider, and does so much work for TSN. Good afternoon, Steve. Thank you so much for joining the show today. Matthew, good to be with you, and I just want to let you know that uh, I've taken some, some aspirin, and I'm overcoming my owner envy. <laughs> I have owner envy today, and uh, as a former best general manager, and I've had to take some medication for it today just to try to move on throughout the course of the day. Okay, let's start in a completely different direction. How do you think, if you are the GM of, I don't know, the Reds, Pirates, Cleveland, Tampa, Arizona, Oakland, many others, how, are you, how many aspirin are you taking? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, part of it's thinking, geez, maybe I should have applied for that Mets job is the first thing I think of. And then, and then it's like, oh, man, now what are we going to do? And I'm, I'm going to go and knock on my owner's door and say, what do you think? Can we can we go halfway to where they're going right now? Can we can we do you have a little extra money right now? It is uh, yeah, people are reeling around baseball, but I think it's great. It's so good for baseball. It's good for the Mets. It's uh, I think we need a villain. We got one now. You know the Mets. So here's the thing: Steve Cohen is the new George Steinbrenner, and the Mets are the new Yankees. The new the evil empire is back. It just happens to be on the other side of town. Let me ask you. Let's go in that term of villain. Who? If you're a sports fan, if you're a baseball fan, who is the bigger villain? Is it is it Steve Cohen? Is it the Mets and the Yankees? Or is it the owners of the Diamondbacks, Nationals, Marlins, Guardians, Royals, Rays, Reds, Pirates, Orioles, and Oakland, all teams who have a payroll for next year that is less than the luxury tax penalties the Mets will be paying in 2023? Who is the bigger villain, the cheapskate owners or Richie Rich? Yeah, no, I think Richie Rich is definitely the bigger bill, and it's easier to do that. And plus, you know, it's you know the, the, those that play less than are awfully hard to look at as villains. You just sort of feel like they feel victimy uh, overall. And you know, entitlement is what villains are all about, and that's kind of what Steve Cohen is right now. Look, I said this earlier today on MLB Network Radio and on, and on TV on MLB Network. Shohei Otani is going to be a Met. He he is going to be a Met. There's no question in my mind he will end up on the Mets because if Steve Cohen wants you and wants something, he's going to get it. I mean, his wife wanted a $92 million sterling silver rabbit uh, in their front yard, and they have it. That's right. Uh, yes, a $92 million <laughs> sterling silver rabbit. So, you know, so $111 million in luxury tax, eh. You know, $380 million payroll, eh. When you have $18 billion, so so I did this math before just to put this in perspective. So at one point, I thought Steve Cohen was worth only $14 billion. I understand now it's 18 so I haven't done the new math on it. But when they released Robbie Cano, who was due to make $40 million, uh, $40 million to somebody who has $14 billion is the same as $287 to somebody who has $100,000. <laughs> So, so like it's a spit in the ocean. It means nothing to Steve Cohen, and so a three hundred eighty million dollar payroll is okay. Well, you know, we'll draw four million people. We'll make back the money or close to it. But I want a championship. I bought a large market team. I have the money to do it. So why can't I run the business the way I want to run my business? And he's doing it like George Steinbrenner used to, with not as much bluster. Uh, you know, a little bit more sort of coy humility in all of it, if that's possible. But, but. Uh, it is it is an amazing phenomenon, and 
The Steve Cohen tax that they put in is set at I think three hundred ninety-two million. That's payroll three eighty. Then after they so after they sign Correa, it's at three eighty, and Adam Adovino yesterday to a two-year deal. So they got those two guys. Payroll's at three eighty, and there's speculation they want to get Liam Hendricks from the White Sox, and that they might still be in a Michael Conforto, who the Blue Jays are interested in uh, in free agency right now. And so I, there's there's no reason why. Shohei Otani won't be a Met after this season. Ugh, that makes me upset. Okay, now, see, it convinced me that, okay, it's hard to argue against the guy with a $92 million sterling silver rabbit on the front lawn isn't the villain. So I'll, I'll, I'll pivot the question this way. Would baseball be better if the billionaire owners of small market teams tried to act a little bit more like Steve Cohen? Well, you know, listen, I think uh, Hal Steinbrenner stepped up in a big way. You look at the Padres right now, and they don't seem to have any limits. They throw no, money they, at everybody. They're the, they're uh, the outlier. The Padres are this weird right. outlier, this small market team that's known more for surfing, and they're going out and spending a ton. But I'm talking about the Clevelands and the Cincinnati's of oh, the world. Yeah. They, they're still owned by very wealthy individuals, and yet they, they never seem to step up to the plate. Yeah, well, they run their team like a business within the market that they bought. And so if you buy a small market team then, you know, you, you form a business plan that, that is, you know, that fits uh, the small market that you're in. If you buy a mid-market team, you want a business plan and a payroll that fits that. You know, and, and the idea of if Steve Cohen bought a large market team and therefore comes the resources, revenues that come with it, and, oh, by the way, he's the richest guy in baseball. Uh, and so he can justify it because of the market they're in. He can justify it because they won 101 games. He can justify it because they're going to project 4 million fans in the ballpark this year. And so he's, you know, he looks at it and says, listen, I can afford what I'm doing because I think we're going to make the money to, to, to justify it. And if I have to throw a few of my extra dollars in there, it's not that big a deal. Um, and those other teams look at it and say, we can't play in that same way yet. You know, and this is where I think the, the Player Association was so wrong in the CBA negotiation. We should have 14 teams in the playoffs, not 12. Uh, and because, look, the Mets are only one team that's a runaway freight train. They can only take one of the six spots in the National League to make the playoffs. Uh, and so it doesn't mean that other teams with lesser payrolls and smaller markets like the Guardians, like the Rays, and, and like the Brewers and teams like that, they can still make the playoffs. And we saw a six seed go to the playoffs and, win, and go to the World Series this year. And so we haven't had back-to-back World Series winners since 99-2000 when the Yankees did it. Uh, they lost 2001 of the World Series to the Arizona Diamondbacks. But we haven't had back-to-back winners since then. So the highest payroll doesn't necessarily guarantee anything. It gives you a pretty good shot of making the playoffs. But once you're there, then, you know, it comes down to performance. And so, you know, I, I still look at it and think it's good. I think the large markets need to be healthy. And so New York teams right now, how about the fact that, they had Aaron Judge's press conference today, and it was the second biggest story yeah. of the day in New York baseball. I mean, just, <laughs> oh. It was such a Steinbrenner move to steal the back page of the paper and, and uh, of the tabloids. And so, you know, the, the two uh, L.A. teams are spending money. You know, the Dodgers not as much this year. Like, they want to get under the luxury tax threshold, but they're going to be a you know, top-flight team. The Cubs are spending money. The White Sox are spending. They're going to they're gonna set up to be favored to win the AL Central. And so... I just think that that you know it's you know baseball needs a villain. I think it's important, and I think that that ultimately, uh, money being spent in large markets is good for the health of the game. 
Joined by Steve Phillips, former Mets GM, baseball analyst, and insider here for TSN. So, okay, Steve, I'm going to do a thing where I'm going to lead the witness. I'm going to ask you a couple questions. I'm going to require a yes or no answer. Are you ready to go, sir? Yes, Your Honor. (laughs) Does Scott Boris like money? Yes. Does Scott Boris like getting the most money and term he can get for his clients? Yes. Does Scott Boris afterwards like to go around and strut like a peacock to the rest of the baseball world? I got my guy more money and more term than anyone else. Yes, in all caps. All right. Thank you, sir. So because of those answers, my question for you, what the hell happened over the last 24 hours where the Giants offer one extra year of term, they offer $35 more million, there's some sort of medical dispute, and Correa signs 12 years for 315 instead of 13 for 350 with San Fran? And I, I don't know if you, you actually have the answer or just speculation. I, I yeah. left confused. This is like a, a riddle for me. Yeah. Well, here's, here's what we do know. Whenever a team reaches an agreement with a player, it is always, for a free agent player, it's always pending a physical. And, and so when they make those announcements, you know, we're at the winter meetings and we're going to interview general managers, managers, and they can't talk about it. They have to only speak in hypotheticals. So they can't, because once you reference it as being done, uh, that the deal's done, and, it, and, and you don't say pending a physical, then the, the player association, the union will say, wait, the team thought it was done, but pending the physical means something. And so uh, Correa has had a history of back problems, uh, and he, took, he did his physical. Uh, by the way, he agreed to the deal on December 13th. He took his physical on December 20th. I don't understand that from the Giants' oh. perspective at all. Yeah, that's a whole week. why would you wait a week? I mean, because here's the thing. If this had been a week ago, then you could have pivoted to Dansby Swanson and gotten in on that market, maybe brought him in to be your shortstop. Uh, and so, so in, in when the physical happens, it all comes down to, it boils down to the team doctor. Because as a general manager, I don't know what, you know what I'm looking at when I look at an MRI. I mean, I can only know what the doctor says. You see that dark spot there, that light spot there? Yeah, I see him. Tell me what they mean. And so it comes down to every organization's team doctor is willing to assume a certain level of risk when it comes to evaluating the health of a player. Because everybody's got some fraying or tearing somewhere in their body when you've played enough baseball to become a free agent. And so, uh, you know, and so the Giants doctors looked at it and said something, some medical issue of some sort. No, it's been undefined to us at this point. Uh, it's supposedly been mentioned that it's some older injury or malady of some sort. Uh, some have said it was shoulder. Some said it was, uh, uh, you know, his his back. Some have said it's something else. Uh, and but ultimately, the team looked at it and said that's enough of a reason. The doctor did. That's enough of a reason for us not to feel comfortable with the level of risk we're taking with the contract. And so they backed down. Now what they did say was let's renegotiate and we'll make an offer based upon what we see and mm. what level of risk we're willing to take. Now from. Scott Boris and Correa's perspective, they knew the Mets were in already at a certain level. They knew the Twins had offered 10 years, $285 million. And, oh, by the way, the Twins knew him very well because he played for them last season. And so they knew his medicals. They knew what it took for him to take the field. They knew how he was able to show up in health and every day, how he prepared. And they were willing to take a risk of 10 years, $285 million. And so, you know, I think Scott Boris kind of knew that he had that at least potentially as a fallback. But he got the Mets in, and he got Steve Cohen in, and he got him as close to the old deal as he could to be able to salvage something 
Because I think the longer this thing lingers out there about a health issue, the more it's going to scare people away. The Mets have to know what this issue was. Uh, because, I mean, and look, he's got to pass a physical for them, too. And if he doesn't, then he's in big trouble. But I think at this point, the Mets know what the issue was. They know what his medicals. They've looked at his MRIs in the past and everything else. And so my inclination is that this will get done. Uh, and at some point, the Mets are going to announce Carlos Correa uh, is signing with their organization. I'm sure they'll wait until the Yankees are about to make another announcement just to, again, <laughs> try to. It's like, when you, it's like when you yell at your team or you give a speech. You do it, and your ace is pitching the next day against the last place team. Oh. I mean, there's a reason with timing that you do these things. Oh, I, I wish you hadn't said that because we got to go. Now I want to hear 17 different examples of when managers did that where they knew they were stacking the deck in their, fa- in their favor and more oh. details of what a uh, – of what a uh, when a physical looks like, but I'll, I will end with this. I've always got more questions whenever Steve Phelps joins the show. Twelve years from now, more likely Carlos Correa is a Met, or uh, I will ju- instead of me trying to come up with a clever question. Twelve years from now, Carlos Correa, Met or not a Met? Uh, he'll be a Met. Yeah, yeah, he'll be a Met. Yeah, it'll be an unmovable contract at the end of the deal because I worry about his health. Yeah, <laughs> apparently so do the Giants. Um, Steve, yep. really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on on short notice. Uh, the big news that happened today, and we wanted to get your perspective, so appreciate it. No, you bet. Happy to do it anytime, Matt. Yeah, take care. That is Steve Phillips, former general manager of the New York Mets, baseball insider. And again, there's so much great work here for TSN.